You talked about aliens. I did talk about aliens. Spaceship, nanu, nanu. NASA. All right. Nanu, Did you say NASA? NASA. Space. Welcome back to another episode of The Shred. Woo! Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, ICS. My name is Lisa Shaymont. I'm Amber Hart. And we are the Pulse of GovCon, and The Shred is here to help tear GovCon a new one. Our episode today is all about how to find federal market intelligence for free. Free is important, and there's a lot of different options that we're going to walk you through on how to find information without spending a lot of money. Our first point today to find federal market intelligence for free is to investigate industry job postings. There is no power like the power of Google. Mm. And it is amazing what you put into a little search engine, what comes back. Same thing goes with job posting and job recs. If you're working on an active RFP or even a pre-solicitation RFP, go ahead and take some of those labor categories or even those key personnel and just put it into your job search. Put it into Google Jobs, Indeed, whatever have you, whatever you want to use, and see what pops up. It is amazing sometimes what you can find out. People will put what they're paying, the range of what they're paying, maybe what they're asking for. You know, something that I found during proposal season is we were working on a really large proposal once, and you had to come up with your job recs. And so what they did was they gave you the basics, but you had to go ahead and create a whole new job rec for about 15 labor categories. So what I did, being in a time constraint, is I put those requirements and those job areas into Indeed and saw what other people were doing, our competitors. Want to know why I know they were competitors? They were the exact same basics over and over and over again in every single one of those job postings. So you can see here your competitors are without really having to dig on those expensive things and see who is a potential interested vendor. Another way to do it is to take maybe a key phrase from those job recs in that RFP or in that pre-solicitation RFP and just put a little phrase into Google and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised that a lot of that stuff that comes up are your competitors posting the same exact job rec, copy and paste it. So maybe this is also another way to get around if you don't want people snooping on what you're going after. Make sure you change that job rec that you're posting. Another way is to encourage your recruiters to set up Google Alerts, search USAjobs.com, or to search SAM.gov. SAM, really? SAM! To, <laughs> to search for professional and personal service contractor listings that might be on there. And those types of listings are the government looking to fill one-on-one -on -one staffing needs that they're not looking for an external contractor to help out with except for when they're having a hard time filling those. So if you come across those needs and you have a personnel that fits those qualifications, reach out. Maybe that doesn't really pan out for you because they may have someone already in the queue, but they know that if they have a staffing need, you might be able to help them out in the future. Amber, that's a great point because people always ask us how to turn a contract out of thin air. How do you, how do you get something sole source? How do you shape? That's a great way to shape it because that's intel about your customer and their needs. We always talk about needs, wants, and biases in order to be able to meet those for our customers. If you see that they're having an issue with their workforce, then that's something that you could potentially help them with. Great way to step in, especially if you're in the professional or staffing 
realm of the government contracting industry. Another way to find federal government contracting intelligence for free is to scrutinize federal documentation. And this is the world that Amber lives My in. My eyes hurt already. I don't want to be in this world. I don't want to look at the budget documentation. But that's what we have to do in order to get a sense of what sort of market is out there. Absolutely. Understanding the initiatives, understanding the performance requirements, understanding the funding and appropriations that is going against these types of requirements. It's not just enough to understand where an agency wants to go or to read their strategic plan. You have to know where the money is going and where it's being appropriated. Because if there's no money appropriated to that type of need or to a type of need that your product or service may support, you're not going to last long in this industry. So really understanding that documentation is so critical and key. Another way to use this documentation is for white paper development. Mm. Go and just search the GAO high risk reports. Go Love this. Yes. Love it. Go and look at the OIG oversight reports. Go and find out where are the pain points for these agencies. What are they looking to solve? A lot of these documentations also provide corrective action plans that will assist the federal agency in solving those problems. Maybe you have a product or a service or a person or an idea that could solve those things. So it's a great way to come up with an idea to put white papers into use for things that they're really trying to solve or that Congress is pushing them to solve. Help them help themselves. And by that, then you can help yourself. So that's something that people talk about all the time is we have to solve the government's problems. But where do you find out what those problems are? That's asked to us all the time. If you're not making that sort of one-on-one -on -one connection, you're not having these conversations, there's still material where the government is communicating that with you, industry. And that those GAO reports, those are a great wealth of information. A great place to start. And everyone's always asking us, how do we come up with content? We need to put content as king. How do we get the attention of these government buyers? They put it for you in writing. Go forth, do some research, do your homework, and then write white papers. They don't have to be nice. They don't have to be a novel. They can be a one-pager that talks about, hey, this problem was presented, or this initiative or mission idea was presented in your strategic plan for the next five years. Here's how we think we can help solve that. And it's a great way to go ahead and put it on social media, your website, and to put out to those end users that, hey, we understand and we're listening to your problems. Here's how we can help you. And we're going to be talking more about congressional documents in another episode in the future. But something that people forget is how much trickle-down comes from Congress to contracting. There is a reason. It's like they, there's a reason they exist. It's all connected? It is. And so looking at that congressional budgetary documentation to inform how you are going to go after contracts, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Absolutely. The third point in how to find federal market intelligence for free is to forage government, social media, communication trackers, platforms, all of those other websites that are out there. You know, we talk a lot about the big .gov sites. We know about SAM, okay, we know Challenge, we know Grants, we know FedSim, we know eBuy, we know all of these. Do we sources. all know eBuy? I mean, we know eBuy as well as eBuy will allow any of us to know them. But there are so many other trackers and communication platforms out there that are sort of quasi-social media sites in of the, themselves to Absolutely. get market intelligence. 
One of them being GSA Interact. Mm. GSA Interact has been around now for a while and they're always looking to kind of make it better, but it is their community platform. Anyone can go and sign up if you have a SAM.gov profile and you get in there and there's so many different ways for you to utilize those tools. You can identify vendors, you can talk to contracting officers directly, you can learn about market research that's being posted, you can learn about industry days. More and more GSA is utilizing Interact to be their communication tool, which is interesting since SAM's supposed to be their communication tool, but that's besides the point. You want to make sure that you're monitoring both. I can't tell you how much recently I have been seeing a lot more industry days and events for people that GSA is helping with, such as Army for their Express Industry Day that is coming up. That was posted right onto Interact and the registration page. Nowhere else was that posted until at a later date. So keeping an eye on things like GSA Interact and posting and commenting and following those pages, it's just a great thing to poke around because you can find some really good intelligence in there that's really hidden from the public. So the next report you can look at is the DS-1910 report. The what? The R2-D2? <laughs> no. <laughs> The DS-1910 report is actually a report that is put out by an Ostubu office. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not realize that this report existed until I came across it on the Department of State website a few months ago. Mm. This report is actually required by Ostubu offices to be posted where they make decisions on what type of competition upcoming requirements are going to be. Not only do they provide that decision, but they provide the decision-making process and why that decision was made and by whom. Not only is that posted, it's good for a year, and it's supposed to be posted every two weeks as an update. I learned a lot by looking at this report because I got to learn what requirements were they looking at, what's coming down the pipeline, it's way more informative than their forecast, and it gives you good points of contact and it also helps you understand the way that Ostaboos really look at these requirements and make these decisions. We absolutely recommend that people check out these types of reports because it helps you really get what's going on. If you're a small business, it helps you also advocate for maybe some competition that went large that you know you definitely could compete in. So there's a lot of other sort of quasi-media sort of repositories for data for contracting and it can get really confusing because sometimes like Amber says they are specific to the agency and it can be really frustrating for contractors who want to go to a singular source like SAM and then know that there's data elsewhere across the federal ecosystem. You know I want to just pause and say Amber I think the last time that we clocked how many federal sources of information out there we said approximately 90, 90. and these are .gov not commercial sites so there are so many locations for federal market intelligence. Just getting into the, the specifics for different agencies, I, I know DHMS had one that was previously called Hive. No longer Hive. No longer. No longer Hive. It is actually now called Bid Scale Connect. And it is technically a third-party vendor that has created this and is working with PEO DHMS to create this. They actually were just awarded a five-year contract to help build this interactive tool for DHMS with the goal of it actually expanding out further to all the medcoms within the defense space 
and larger. I know, for instance, Bed, uh, Bid Scale Connect was actually at a recent federal industry day and presentation where they were telling contracting officers about their tool and how it's being used at PEO DHMS. So this is something that is really starting to gain traction. Hive became extremely important and popular during the DevMac and the Workforce 3.0 contract that was put out for DHMS just last year. And the reason it grew in popularity so much was not due to the interactions within government that was happening. That was really helpful. But what started happening, and I got the email pings every single day for it, was it turned into a teaming pitch platform mm. where anyone that joined would come on and then they would put out their email pitch to anyone on the platform. And it got sent out an email to every member of that platform, government and industry alike. So not only when you when you send out a message, it wouldn't just go to one person, it went out to everyone. That means that every government person, every industry partner saw your name, your message, and your organization every single time. And I can't tell you how many emails I got a day from that thing, but it seemed to have been extremely effective. So much so that they're carrying this on and they're actually trying to make it bigger. So I definitely would recommend Signing up for the Bid Scale Connect, it's really easy to get on. You don't even need a SAM.gov profile to register for it. And getting on there, because there is conversations being had, it's kind of like GSA Interact, but a different kind of setup, especially within the PEO realm. But definitely worth taking a look at and getting signed up on. One more resource that actually has just been made public is... Breaking news. Breaking news. Is by HHS. There's two of them. There's one out of BARDA called TechWatch that is actually really being utilized for prototyping within the medical space hmm. and definitely worth a look. It's where you go and you make your pitch to BARDA and then they bring you in to maybe do an in-person prototype. Funding definitely comes out of this. It's kind of like a challenge type thing, but TechWatch is definitely one of them. Another one that was just recently announced by the administration is called the Industrial Base Connection, the IBX site that is for medical supply chain out of ASPR, out of HHS, to help with the medical supply issues that came out of COVID and to help release that type of tension within the Buy America requirements. Here you can set up meetings with government buyers, make profiles and pitch yourselves to have sole sources. Believe it or not, it says it on the website. So we definitely recommend people check out the IBX. Moral of the story, there are so many federal so communication many. channels for you to look at. So these quasi-social media, the communication channels, the trackers, definitely something worth looking into. For our last point on where to find federal market intelligence for free, please don't underestimate the value of search bars on federal websites. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know how the internet works, but when you go to a federal agency website and you type some keywords into that search bar, you are going to get different hits than obviously if you were just to go to straight up Google or anywhere else. You're able to look through all of their information. That's where you find things like forecasts and other type Simplified of acquisition points of contact, which is hidden on a lot of pages. It's, it's buried. You know, not everybody in the federal agency and the government is going through and saying, okay, you know, how can we best find this information? What is the customer experience of this website? Right? It all connects. It can be buried. So using that federal agency search bar, it sounds so basic, but you can find a wealth of information. 
the government, our customer, is trying to communicate with us. It's like I'm talking as if it's kind like an of. alien. It's like they're trying. No, they're trying to communicate with they're us. They're trying. It's out there. You know, we just need somebody to help translate it, and that's a way that you can find it. Well, that's our show. Those are the four points on how to find federal market intelligence for free. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Shred, and we'll see you real soon.